Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. You know, get after so. Yeah. Um. So we're on. What's up, y'all? Boom. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> All the way back. Uh, episode one. First episode one of season one. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, to our folks out there, I know it has been a minute, uh, but your boys are back. This is Coach Jimmy G. Yes, along with mm, mm, mm. what's up, y'all? It's your boy Devon Watts, leadership docent. So happy to be back, actually, um, after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, oh, expected break, right? Like you guys are yeah. not new to this. You know that you know we do our podcast in seasons. We ended season three on a high note. All right, bringing some things down to you, launching our uh, uncompromising entrepreneur community. So we'll we'll catch you guys all up to speed on where we're at with those things. But you know, we ended on a high note, took our much needed break, rest, relaxation. And when we say break, it just really means a break from pressing the record button, but not a break from thinking about this business, building this business, and thinking about entrepreneurship. Uh, and so we've had thirty days to just sit on some of these hot takes and ideas and thoughts and. Uh, Jimmy and I have kind of been, you know, sending messages back and forth periodically like, bro, I can't wait to pod. I can't <laughs> wait to buy the things I'm seeing right now. I got I got some podding to do. I got some perspectives to provide, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to get to it. That That's facts. Uh, and all everything you said is true. There, uh, at least for me, I, there was definitely I, I needed to unplug for a little bit, even from social media. You know, so for our folks out there that follow us on our social media platforms, if you haven't seen anything on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, uh, yeah, we kind of shut it down. Uh, but it, it's also this is a big year. It's 2022 mm. uh, as as a country, as a world. Like you know, we're still fighting through this this pandemic and, and the situation and such. And um, but even for for us, definitely. But even uh, you have big things going on in your life. Things are going to be popping off this year. Um, for me. Uh, because of, of who he was and how he did his thing. Uh, people talk about 23, right? Being the Jordan year. Uh -huh. Well, this is, this is my second Jordan year that's coming up uh, as, as your boy 45 oh. is right around the corner. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jordan year two. Yeah. My, my second Jordan year came like back Jordan, with that 45, baby. Four, five. It ain't to play games <laughs> exactly. with you. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, excited about that. And, um, you know, just again, for, for you and for myself, things that we have going on with the family and stuff like that is uh, all blessings, man. And just exciting to see uh, the growth in so many different ways uh, in that space. And then definitely with our podcast. So we want to say happy new year to y'all because we do miss y'all. Hope that you missed us. Uh, but your boys are back uh, and we're ready. Um, 
we we decided to call this State of the Union because yes. uh, we wanted uh, we did not uh, admittedly we did not provide a kind of a trailer for season four, uh, but we wanted to take an opportunity just to uh, talk about what we're looking forward to uh, within this new season uh, so that you as our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there, uh, you know, some things that you can be looking forward to as well as we get into season four, uh, which is titled Devon resolutions to results, resolutions to results. Get it. Uh, it's that time of year, y'all. It's that time of year. It's the beginning of a new year. It is January, first week of January. Uh, and people talk about goals and resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, some little debates about that. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but regardless, we just thought it was just a dope name. Yeah, uh, it is. Resolutions to results. So you can you can definitely expect that. That's kind of, I guess, where we would start, right? That uh, you can expect to hear that theme throughout in some form or fashion. Because that's really what we would like to help you you with uh, for our folks out there is taking uh, your resolutions and your goals, but ensuring, you know, through your efforts uh, and with our assistance to our teaching and coaching and these different conversations that we're going to be having that you see results because that's what's most important, right? It's uh, making sure that you have ideas, concrete ideas, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but as you start to take action, that you start to see even if it's baby steps, but you're seeing small results that are going to lead to bigger results and bigger wins for you in the future. Um, but it's not, you know, it's just not cool to have goals and resolutions if it doesn't necessarily lead to a positive end result for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know folks that, you know, admittedly they've said, man, I hate the fact that, you know, every time January comes around, I'm writing down the same resolution because I didn't accomplish yeah. it last year or the year before that. And we want to help you break that cycle at the end of the day. And we want to talk about the formula that it takes in order to actually turn those resolutions into results so that this time next year, you're looking to conquer a whole new list of mountains. And, um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned with New Year, you know, we're talking about learning th- new things. People are talking about planning. They're talking about setting goals. They're talking about you know, the, the rebirth and changes and, um, you know, kind of true to that theme. One of the things that we really started to, to think about and, and muddle over is, well, what enhancements can we make to our podcast experience for our listeners out there um, to give you a little bit of a different flavor? Uh, obviously, if you've been rocking with us uh, through the past three seasons, you know that Jimmy and I are going to be still breaking stuff down, giving you golden nuggets for days. But we also realize that, um, some of the topics and, and concepts and principles that we're breaking down may be a little bit easier to digest if we also pair it with some real world examples of current events that, you know, you, you may currently be seeing and experiencing, getting some exposure to um, and talking about it from that lens. And to be honest with you, it's not that much of a stretch because. This is pretty much like our off mic conversations, like when Jimmy and I are just living life and we're seeing things on social media and, you know, on the news and, you know, watching sports. And we talk through these things through the lens of people that love sports, are passionate about sports, love culture, love current events. And then also we think about the business aspect of it because we're wired to be entrepreneurs and we think about the business implications and what people can learn and what lessons um, were missed or what things were executed on effectively when we get exposure to this news. So we want to give you some insights into those things and um, really hope to um, you know, engage you all in the discussion as we talk about some of these current events and the things that we're seeing. Right. So we talked about the new year. We're talking about people learning new things. Um <clears throat> 
And obviously, if you've been listening to us, we've been talking about a bunch of stuff that we've been learning. Um, we talked a quite a bit about, you know, tackling the crypto space, what we've been learning with NFTs. If you've been following me, actually, funny enough, bro, um, I found out during our break, I found out from a friend of mine that I gotten like a shadow banned on Instagram. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got in shadow banned on uh, Instagram because um, so obviously you guys know, like when I dig, when I dive deep into something in a subject and like it's top of mind, like I'm just I'm sharing like crazy. Right. So I've been sharing like crazy on, um, you know, my personal social media uh, platform, you know, stuff that's separate from the business and stuff like that. And so just sharing about some of these things that I've been learning, sharing with family, sharing with friends, just sharing them through my stories. So my homeboy hits me up uh, and he sends me a picture in his DMs because he started his business. He finally you know, launched his um, detailing business. You know, he um, okay. does a lot with, uh, you know, car racing, race cars. He you know, races like semi pro and stuff like that. Yeah, I know you're talking right? about that. So yep. he's like, hey, you know what? I'm, I love cars. I love, I'm going to do my detailing business. Like people have been telling me I'm passionate about it. I'm going to tailor to a higher end client. So that's what I'm going to do. So he launched it. So uh, he's going to add people like to follow, right? His, his social media page. And so he goes to try and follow me. And when he clicks to follow me, a uh, message pops up that says, Hey, do you want to follow this person? They've been known to share information that may not always be accurate. Da, 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 da. What? <laughs> so he sends me the picture. Right. And so I'm looking, I'm like, what, what, what are you? I don't like, I don't post really anything other than like my family and the business stuff, like the occasional business stuff, but mostly it's just my family. Like I'm, I got like yeah. nine tiles. Like I'm not heavy, heavy in IG, right? I just put stuff in stories and it's mostly either yeah. memes, like really like funny memes, things that I think are funny, sports stuff or, um, entrepreneurship business type stuff. Right. And then, so I'm like, what? So I'm like, bro, this is confusing. Like I don't post anything. Like, why would it say that? So then I go back to check my analytics on my stories and like on average, bro, I, I would average probably around like a hundred, maybe a hundred, like 15 or something like that. People consistently viewing my stories. Now, mind you, I probably have like 200, 300 followers. Like I'm not trying to push it heavy or anything like that. So pretty decent engagement, right? In terms of the number of followers, right? When I go back and I check fam, for the last month, I've averaged probably like four, four views on all of my stories because they, they, were, they were shadow banning me. Now, funny enough, I was like, what in the hell? So I tried to figure out how to appeal it. I went through those steps to, to trying to, uh, and appeal it. Um, I was like, Hey, this is not making sense to me. I don't post anything. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, can y'all look into this? Right. I didn't get any response back, but then like literally the start of this week, like literally it must have like happened on Monday. They unshadow banned me because like in like the span of like 10 minutes, like I got like 20 followers. I'm like what the hell is going mm. Right. So then now I'm starting to show up in searches again. And then when I start checking my stories, like then now my story view counts are starting to get back up where people are seeing me in their stories. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's how I found out that I got shadow banned because I was trying to learn too much, but I'm still, I'm undeterred. I'm not going to stop trying to learn and, and share stuff that I think is meaningful. Um, but I, funny enough, I actually came across a clip here recently because everybody's really been talking about, you know, crypto and the metaverse and NFT spaces, um, where, um, old boy, uh, Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And obviously it, you know, <laughs> Joe, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan and his podcast format is just obviously interesting in itself. Right. Cause yeah. um, boys get, you know, lifted. So if you're talking about really deep, complex stuff, it's not hard for him to get lost down a rabbit hole or get confused. 
but in this clip, I don't know about the other folks that were in there because the the clip that we watched was like five minutes long or something like that, three minutes long. Um, he was smoking on a stogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was smoking a cigar. Yeah, he was smoking. Yeah. A cigar. But I don't. I gotta watch a full episode. I I occasionally yeah. watch Joe Rogan. Um, you know, um, they're lengthy episodes, and like sometimes, like all of the the guests are not necessarily compelling, right? But he's yeah, he's doing a thing. His thing actually. I, I saw some recent analytics that showed like. Um, his Nielsen ratings in comparison to other forms of um, entertainment and stuff like that, bro. Like, like 11 million viewers on average. And like second was the second highest show period. Like regardless of podcast, you know, whatever, like I'm talking about like ABC type MSNBC type. It was like 6 million. So like he's almost doubled them. Um, mm -hmm. So he's definitely has a huge audience, but they were talking about the metaverse and he was interviewing an expert that was trying to break down the metaverse to him and just kind of the concept of these things and cryptocurrency and the blockchain. Right. And he was, uh, the guy was like, yeah, like, you know, um, you know, it's a digital like digital commodities. Um, you know, starting to become pr prevalent, you know, there's obviously going to be scarcity, the same concepts of you know, like economic supply and demand apply. So like, have you, like, have you even considered like buying your own digital real estate? <laughs> and he was like, what? He was first like, digital real estate. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, digital real estate, like digital, like piece of land, like just a digital he's piece like, of land. What? He's like, Did you hear what I said? What? what? <laughs> right. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and so, like, I, I took that, like, it was funny because obviously he was desiring to learn something new because he bought this person on, but for whatever reason, he wasn't able to see the application or the potential and how it would even align with his values, his, his purpose, his priorities or whatever. Right. So, uh, I don't know about you, man, but one, I, I thought the clip was hilarious, but I just was hit with a couple of different examples of or initial thoughts of like, how does that really apply to, to entrepreneurs and the kind of, their views on technology, like how we view technology, right? Like we're all getting exposed to this stuff uh, here in real time. Um, and I've seen people that runs a gamut. You see some folks that immediately it clicks for them of how they can apply it. You have other folks that are saying like, man, that's a fad or I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole. So like, as we talk about learning something new as a part of our resolutions and, uh, you know, eventually getting into planning and goal setting and the whole nine, like, I don't know, what's your perspective, man, on just how like entrepreneurs should be viewing new technologies and the emergence of new technologies when it comes to their business or the lens of their business and like how to approach it. Like, should it be something that they're pursuing? Should it not? Like, how do I know what's right for me? Like, I'm, I'm just curious on your, your thoughts there, bro. I guess my first thought is, you know, just looking just that word technology, right? Not even talking about metaverse and NFTs and stuff like that. What we do know at a, at a more basic level is that, technology is going to help you scale your business, right? So when we talk about uh, different systems you can have, when we talk about sales funnels, um, you know, even something like email marketing and building your list, uh, but just technology that are going to, um, obviously there's sites uh, that help you with your social media. So maybe you don't have a social media manager, uh, but you can be using something like Hootsuite. You can be using something like the Creative Studio on Facebook that is going to make it easier for you to plan, you know, our folks out there know that we love uh, Canva. Funny enough, because we were, you know, kind of discussing what we did and did not do over the holidays. Um, I didn't go into Canva for weeks. Like <laughs> every day, I have that application open, uh, and that it, it dawned on me this morning that 
like it literally has been a couple of weeks. So I digress. Um, but my whole point is, and I, I mentioned Canva because you can also obviously create a number of things in there. When we're talking about social media, you can start planning and um, and serving all of your your different content through Canva as well. So my my initial thought is. It's going to help you one to make to to put different processes in place uh, to help you be organized to to help you scale make things easier for you um, on a more technical perspective. Everybody has you know obviously different personalities right and you know funny enough ironically I was uh, at uh, our folks I say our folks I'm friends of ours birthday party and my homeboy that I've known since high school um, he's. He said this, he's very um, outgoing and adventurous when it comes to like outdoor stuff and, and kind of doing crazy things. When it comes to like financially and, and those type of things, he's just very much more conservative, right? And mm -hmm. risk adverse. Mm -hmm. uh, so we talked about real estate. We talked about NFTs and cryptocurrency really. And, um, you know, from what I do know, definitely not an expert, but the things I have learned, trying to put him onto some of that. Um, but when depending on your personality, if you're risk adverse, or if you just, if you don't understand, sometimes people, because they're scared or nervous or don't have a strong understanding, they tend to, to shy away from it. Or maybe they have a good understanding of their personality because we can talk about social media as well from a technology standpoint. And how do I use it as an entrepreneur to to brand myself, to build my business. Do I use TikTok? Do I use LinkedIn? Do I use Facebook? Do I use Instagram? Oh, I don't want to use TikTok because I don't want to make dancing videos. Well, no, you don't have to do that. Right. It's knowing your personality and figuring out how do I use a technology that's available to me to make it fit me, what I'm trying to do, my personality and how I want to establish my brand, uh, be true to myself and continue to build my business. Um, when we talk about things like the, the metaverse and NFTs <clears throat> from a business or entrepreneur perspective. Um, and this gets back into, you know, what we're talking about in this particular section is, is learning, right. And, but investing in yourself. And that was one of the points I was making to, to my homeboy that you have to learn, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you see the value in it, right. But if I don't see value in cryptocurrency or NFTs or the metaverse, but it's because I haven't put the time in to learn about it, then I haven't given myself or this technology or this opportunity um, its full go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like do the research, put your 20, 30, 40, 50 hours at the least to learn about this thing, this space, whatever it is. And then once you've done that research and you realize, okay, I've learned what I feel I need to know. It's not for me. Then cool. Mm -hmm. But, but make the investment of time. And in these cases, which whether you're, you know, um, just an individual, we're talking about an entrepreneur, let me learn what I need to learn and invest the time so that if it is right, and I learn how to make these moves. Now I can make financial investments that are going to help me to offer something different, right? In, in, in the marketplace and to my customers in my community, um, that other people might not necessarily be offered just yet. Um, and last thing I'll just say, man, it's like, in 2022, you can't get left behind and technology is going to continue to move at a rapid pace. And if you're not willing to learn, to make some adjustments and, and even try and again, see, does this work for me? Does it fit uh, before you just, you know, kind of stay closed minded to it? I just think you're doing yourself an opportunity a disservice. Yeah, bro. Like I, I, I appreciate your perspective on it in the sense that 
like you can't you can't make a decision around you know if this is viable for you or not from a place of ignorance you feel me like yeah. if you don't know well truly seek out like truly seek out seek to understand seek to understand well i mean obviously there's there's enough substance here where you know there are folks that are gravitating to this space let me understand the opportunity and then mm -hmm. once i understand it now let me run that through what is my purpose Right. What is my purpose? What am I trying to achieve? What spaces do I want to occupy? Like we have folks that we know that say, hey, you know, I I went down that, you know, I went down that rabbit hole. I, I um, you know, I, I studied it. I listened. I consumed it. I understand it. But my purpose is to dominate in the real estate space and the current applications of cryptocurrency or blockchain or metaverse or NFT doesn't align with my purpose. So that's why I'm not pursuing it. Like we've talked about that on plenty of episodes before around like, just because the opportunity is in front of you, if it doesn't align with your purpose, it doesn't mean that you should pursue it, right? There's been um, gigs that we've turned down because it doesn't align with our purpose. Even if we know we could deliver, we could execute the whole nine because it's in a different space than our purpose is calling us to build yeah. and to be in, then, you know, we we de respectfully decline, but it's always done from a place of understanding, not from a place of ignorance. Um, so, no, you're absolutely right. And, yeah, you're right, too, that the speed of technology, man, is not going to slow down. And I think that's really, you know, at the end of the day, our, you have to trust your superpower as an entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're folks that are naturally creatives and problem solvers. And mm -hmm. so if you don't get exposed to all the tools that are available for you to solve a problem, all right, like you may be limiting the world of possibilities that are available to you. And who knows, maybe not all of it makes sense, but there's one new tool that you got exposed to that now, man, that's going to give me the edge on the stuff that I'm already doing. And that's going to help again, me accelerate the growth of my business in a different perspective or add a new vertical to my business or add um, another component to my business that allows me to create some type of differentiated value. And especially for like some of these newer technologies, I think I was sharing with you, bro. Um, you know, it's the, the way I see it is a lot of this you know blockchain stuff, like let's just call it blockchain because everything else builds off of it, whether it's crypto, NFT, metaverse, it all comes down to the blockchain. Mm -hmm. It's the blockchain technology is literally just a new tool of ownership. And as entrepreneurs, that's every, that's everything that we are about. How do we ensure that we protect our own our IP, our, IP yeah. our ownership, or we, mm -hmm. you know, we, we say that to each other all the time. Hey, we ain't giving out no free IP, <laughs> right? Because we understand the value that's there. And so, um, I thought that, um, you know, it was funny that obviously bought in the expert and I could understand his initial reaction. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Digital real estate? Like, huh? What? what, what? So I, I think the other dude used the term boomer in, in referring to as a Joe Rogan. <laughs> now, I find myself in that space. Cause you know, it was a couple of weeks ago where, and, and I again, I, I applaud, you know, you created some NFTs for us mm -hmm. and you made one for me that like you weren't charging me for, but like I had to get it into my wallet. I'm like, do I even have a wallet? How do I do that? I'm like, bro, I need some help. So like I haven't, there's, there's certain aspects that um, you've done more research on and you've learned that, you know, I needed some assistance with it and things I'm still learning myself. Uh, but even the, not just the metaverse, but specifically sandbox. And, and in that clip, what they were talking about uh, was 
the person who what was like four hundred and fifty million or something like yeah. that. Uh, to buy land next, next to, Snoop. to Snoop's land in this metaverse. Yeah. And he was like, well, who gets the money? Does Snoop get the money? Like, what happens? <laughs> so that, that in itself was funny. And I I get it. The And I was actually, start, so I started watching some videos. Like, how do you how do you buy land in the sandbox? And, and again, well, you got to have your wallet. You got to put your MetaMask. But I'm like, oh, Lord, I got I to gotta talk to Devon again. Um but it's it's all about again just taking the time to to learn and go through that process. But yeah, it was funny because I can I can kind of see myself a little bit. I think I knew a little bit more than Joe Rogan, but um, sometimes it's like, what are we talking about right now? No, you got to check. Uh, but I but I but I also know it's because I, I haven't again you know I, I, I still need to do. I've probably put uh, I don't know fifteen to twenty hours, but I need I, I need to to keep working to get to like that fifty. No, for sure we gonna fifty spot. No, for yeah. sure we definitely gonna get you that, bro. But uh, if you're talking about close bro, then I strongly recommend like you check out our listeners check out uh, the clip of uh, Snoop with uh, Kevin Hart, and they're talking about the the land that Snoop owns. Snoop owns a bunch of NFTs, but he also owns land in Sandbox. And so they were showing it and like, it's people partying at Snoop's crib. They built a crib, they built a house and stuff like that in the sandbox. And so like these folks are visiting, um, obviously, you know, through the metaverse and they're partying in Snoop's crib. Right. And Snoop is dancing or whatever. And Kevin's like, just cracking up laughing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, bro, like, he's like, what does it mean? Like, what is like, what am I, what does it mean? And Snoop, What's going yeah, right and, now? and Snoop's <laughs> like, he's like, bro, I don't know, but I know I'm making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so obviously the, the opportunity is, is set is there. Um, and I promise you it's much more than just uh, a fad of, you know, buying real estate and partying with Snoop and stuff like that. There are true real world applications. When you think about like blockchain that ties back to your business that I strongly encourage you guys to research, but I really think it comes back down to the principle that we've kind of continued to harp on time and time again through episodes, right. Which is, just maintaining that curiosity. Like mm. you have to maintain that curiosity as an entrepreneur, because that's what got you here in the first place. You were curious about a, a, a situation, a problem and how to solve it. And that curiosity led you to a solution. That solution led you to expertise. That expertise led you to mo led you to monetization. That monetization led you to a business. Right. And so don't shut out that, that instinct of being curious and wanting to find out, more and why and hunger for more. And then once you know, then you can decide what you want to do with the information. You can dismiss exactly. it. You can laugh at it. You can apply it. You can take chunks of it that, that makes sense to you. And where's the real value in a, incorporated what you're doing, or you can keep it moving. Right. But don't, don't shut out that instinct of curiosity because you need to keep that muscle sharp as an entrepreneur first yeah. and foremost. And that curiosity is essential for the the next real superpower we have which is vision right because at the end of the day like your vision is essential for your planning process is essential for everything and i think you kind of touched on this a little bit which is like understanding that your purpose is not going to change right your purpose doesn't change but the process may as you get exposed to new tools techniques tips opportunities your process may change but as long as you're executing on that purpose you know so it's a win at the end of the day so um yeah yeah, what you just said just kind of jogged my memory. So we're talking about, you know, again, vision and how that is essential to your planning process, but goals. And I, I said that we were going to go back and kind of discuss a little bit between resolution and, and goals. Um, so when I looked up the 
the definition of resolution, uh, a firm decision to do or not to do something, the quality of being determined, determined or resolute. Hmm. Um, so from a, a new year's perspective, and I've kind of subscribed to this for some time now, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't believe it. I don't focus on resolutions, Same. especially as a, as a goal setting coach and as much goal setting as we've done <laughs> uh, individually as our business in biz in the business world, helping and coaching other people to do so. Um, no, I want us to set goals, right? Mm -hmm. But when you talk about that vision, there's, there's a few things that you have to, to think about, right? It's why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I setting this goal? Right. And maybe one of your goals is, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. And at the very least, you know, I want to learn about cryptocurrency or these NFTs and how can I start to incorporate, you know, this, this NFT thing, I'll just say that into my business, right. And creating NFTs and providing different types of opportunities and values for my customers, clients, my community. Um, well, why? If it's just because you think it's a fad and it's kind of that FOMO and fear of missing out, that's not going to be, that's not going to get you through it, right? Uh -huh. Because it's getting back to, uh, to the Stephanie Cohen thing, right? And waking up and choosing violence. Uh. And I'll explain that. Uh. Uh, but just I'm, I'm waking up and I'm choosing to get after it. But when you talk about your goals, there's going to be hard things that you have to do in order for that goal to become a reality. So you really have to ask yourself. So let's just say, you know, to kind of make it easy. And it is that time of year. We, we kind of went through this uh, in season two as well. Um, I'm trying to, let's say, lose weight, right? Well, I want to get ripped, right? Um, well, in order to do that, I know there's going to be days, and she kind of talked about this, that I'm going to have to be hungry. I'm going to have to do extra cardio when I, when I don't want to. I'm going to have to push myself to levels that are going to be uncomfortable. If you haven't learned to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, you're going to have to do that. But it's mm -hmm. it's going through that process and saying, okay, this is the goal do I, that I have. And hopefully, especially for your business as an entrepreneur, like it's a big audacious goal. Mm. But then asking yourself, why do I want to do this? And is that why strong enough that I'm willing to sacrifice what I'm going to need to sacrifice to see that goal become a reality? To me, that's where the resolutions come, mm. right? Because I'm resolving that I'm okay. You cooking? Yeah, hey, y'all, for, for, for our folks that for our folks that, that have the the visual experience, the new apparel line is coming soon. I got my beat uncompromising shirt, yeah. right? But I'm I'm not going to compromise. I'm going to be uncompromising in these areas because that is going to help me execute my plan, which is going to allow this vision that I have to become a reality. And if you're not willing to do those things, Cook. then let it go. Cook. And that's okay. If, if you're not willing to do those things, let it go. And that's okay. Because at least mentally you've thought about it. Is the why strong enough? Maybe not. Maybe the why strong enough. But when I think about the, the work and the sacrifice, maybe, maybe it's not that the why is not strong enough, but maybe I'm not ready right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe with your family, maybe you're still working. You have a nine to five and this is a side hustle that you're trying to turn into a business. There just might be other circumstances that, you know, I can't sacrifice those things right now to try to make that happen. Um, so I'm going to table it 
because I think it's it's a good goal, but maybe just not right now at the beginning of the year or even in 2022. Maybe we'll wait to 2023 to chase that. So. Nah, bro, you cooking, bro. I, I like how you tied in where does re- like resolution come into play, right? Because you're right. Like for us, my I don't spend the year making resolutions. Like no offense to anybody that does that, but like, to your point, we know so much about goal setting and the whole nine, like. I just properly, I go through my goal setting process and it's specific, it's actionable, it's time bound, it's all that stuff. Um, and then we also, um, as our new year's uh, tradition, you know, me and the missus, uh, we, you know, put the kids to bed and then we'll spend the night leading up to the ball drop. We are going to, we do vision boards. And so we'll do mm-hmm. our vision boarding and stuff like that <clears throat> as well. But again, I take those visions and it's like, okay, but all that stuff is on, on my vision board is tied to my goals and then I have mm-hmm. my actual goal goal setting plan. Right. But I love how, um, you tied in the true definition of resolution and said, well, well, yeah, well, where that happens is after we've gone through identifying what the goal should be. And we've asked ourselves those questions around is the, why strong enough is what I'm going to have to give up is something I'm prepared for. Am I prepared for that sacrifice? And when you answer yes to all of those, that's the moment where it becomes a resolution. That's where it becomes resolute. And mm-hmm. our goal now is if you've acknowledged that, hey, the why is strong enough, the what I'm having to sacrifice, um, I'm, I'm willing to pay that cost. Um, the when it's the appropriate timing, I'm in the right space, um, you know, mentally, you know, physically, spiritually, family wise, like this is it. I'm doing it. Well, if you're willing to make that commitment, bro, you have no choice but to see a result at the end of the day. And our goal is to help make sure that that happens through the tips that we're sharing, through the things that we break down, through um, obviously, you know, the coaching and the coaching services that we provide to really help entrepreneurs, business owners take their business to the next step. Because maybe you've hit a glass you know, ceiling, maybe you've had some level of success. Um and now you're trying to say, well, how do I repeat? You know, how do I three-peat? How do I improve mm-hmm. on a strong rookie season, uh, right? Going back to our sports references and how do I take it to my game to that next level and add some new things to my repertoire because I'm no longer just the the rookie that got by off of, uh, you know, willpower and, and want to. Now I also have to have strategy, tactics, skill sets and stuff like that. Like that's what we're about. That's what this podcast is about. That's what our coaching business is about. Um, you know, that's what to us, it means to be a part of this uncompromising entrepreneur family is that you're signed up for that. Um, and we're helping to see you, um, see it all the way through. So, um, I like that you changed my perspective a little bit, uh, when it comes to to the word resolution. No, don't get me wrong. Like I, I was thinking about my brother, Paul, who I would think just knowing him, he he's, probably made resolutions in other areas uh, for the longest. He'll just say, okay, I'm not eating bread this year. <laughs> I'm not eating chocolate this year, but literally now he's in Chicago. I'm not, you know, obviously we're not around each other, but I, I believe him. like, he'll go the whole year. And, and again, Won't do it. resolute on that. And like, I applaud that. Um, and it, it does, it's not like it's necessarily, I would think there's some kind of health thing, but it's not like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to lose X amount of pounds, whatever. Like, I'm just not going to eat bread. This yeah, year. It's a discipline. It's a self-discipline I, thing. I see. Exactly. So I, again, I applaud those things for sure. Cause I don't know that I would do that. Um, <laughs> just like uh, self-discipline. If I'm not eating it? bread because there's too many carbs. I know what bread does to me really, if I really think about it. So that's why I'm not eating bread, but just to say like, I'm not eating chocolate in 2022. Nah, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just, worried that way either. Now I, for sure. I am, 
I'm like you because of the fit and the fitness background and stuff like that. And just staying in shape, like Gabby hates it too. Cause like one day, like I'll wake up and I'll just be like, all right, um, no sugars. Cause I need to hit this body fat percentage. I need to hit this goal. And it's like cold Turkey. Like she hates it. Cause I'll go through the house. I'll throw out all the stuff that, that like has sugar in it, like sweets and all right. And then here's your stuff over here, but I'm just done. And she hates it. Cause she's like, bro, how do you just wake up? Say you're not going to do it and then go cold Turkey, like not craving no slips and nothing like that. Um, but it's because I understand all of those other dominoes. I've gone through that thought process in my head of, well, what am I trying to get after? What is my purpose? Is my wife strong enough? Is what is this what I'm willing to sacrifice? The when you have the time mm-hmm. now that all this other stuff, I'm definitely not pulling a Paul where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to pick a random thing that I'm just going to give up because why not? I said, I'm going to give it up <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to dominate but, me, but I respect point, I mean, like, the self-discipline. But you have resolved that I'm not going to do these things. Because I, there's these goals that I'm trying to hit. That's and I true. Think, you know, that's, again, true. that's that's the biggest thing that that we're trying to communicate is to be uncompromising. Like there's things that I'm trying to get done. Um, there's a, a a purpose, right, that I'm pursuing, um, and in that purpose, I would like to create profits and, and build this legacy for myself. And, and as an uncompromising entrepreneur, it's just also important to know that as you're pursuing your purpose, that the purpose doesn't change, right? But the process that you go through. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about goals and, and resolutions and such, but I know what my purpose is. I know what my goal is. I know what my why is, but things happen. Dynamics change, you know, things come up that I didn't necessarily anticipate at the beginning of the year that happens in March, April, May, right? Well, that doesn't change your purpose. Right. You may have to make some adjustments and we've done that every season since we've been doing the podcast and, and within our business and we've made adjustments, but the overall purpose that we have and what we're doing. And, and again, the legacy that we're trying to build, that doesn't change. Um, so you just have to be, again, open-minded to knowing what your purpose is. And that's what we're saying about learning, doing research and making sure that, okay, if I need to make adjustments, these are the adjustments that I'm making that are still not going to compromise on my purpose and how I'm going, I guess, more from a, philosophical, maybe even moral perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to compromise on these things to get to my purpose, but I might have to adjust some of the ways that I do it and change up a little bit. Nah, well said, man. Well said. So we were talking, I think part of that too is evolution. Like that's, you know, we said that it's the state of the union. Part of this state of the union address is like, we're evolving. Yep. Like we're making some, some changes along the way as we grow and we learn more. Uh, but it's also because damn it, we want to provide something that's, even that much more fire, you know what I mean? Every every episode, every season that we continue to do this. Yeah, man, so. you gotta, they got to see the growth, man. They got to see the growth because we're growing. Yeah. We're growing as potters. We're growing as business owners, um, you know, responding to that, responding to the changes, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I love the fact that you tied in our tagline, right? Uh, again, you know, uh, purpose, profits, and legacy. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. legacy just a little bit, bro. Let's have a conversation around the impact to Antonio Brown's legacy. I know. <laughs> and again, for those listening, this is not a sports podcast. But <laughs> but there might be a little bit more sports laced into these conversations. Right. Um, so cuz there's 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 a lot to be learned from mm-hmm. um one lessons in general from athletes in sports. Um but we know there's a lot of athletes that are entrepreneurs. Yep that, you know, are still uh, athletes today in their professional uh, realm, 
but have businesses. Or we've also talked about, you know, other athletes that have retired from their sport, but they've built uh, and continue to have these thriving businesses that are going today. Uh, so I digress on that. But yes, Antonio Brown. Well, what, what I'll um, say really quickly is mm-hmm. the reason why I think it's important for like from an entrepreneurship perspective that we're talking more about um, these athletes too, is because it, it, it aligns. Like if you guys were listening to the end of season three, uh, when we were really going through solopreneur success, one of the things we kept coming back to is taking a skill or talent that you have monetizing that and using that as the seed money or the spark to build your business. So maybe I'm good at um, websites. I don't want to do a business around websites, but I can monetize that and get the startup money, startup capital so that I can build my other business venture that I'm going after. Right. And honestly, a lot of these athletes, that's what they they're doing. You know, some of them are mm-hmm. on that road of, Hey, I want to be, you know, hall of fame, all time, great, greatest ever do it at my position. But there's the vast majority of them are actually wired to say, all right, I'm going to monetize this skill of running fast, jumping high, catching balls, shooting, throwing a ball fast, whatever the case may be take that money and use it to start building out this other empire, this other entrepreneurial endeavor, these other small businesses, because that's going to be long-term. That's going to be more sustaining. That's going to be what I pass on to my family. I'm not going to be able to pass on, right. Um, you know, per se, like my skill set on the field, but I can definitely pass on my skill set and my business acumen and the businesses that I've been able to build. And so, um, mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of parallels there that we're going to be, um, breaking down actually it was funny too i was uh i was listening to i was listening to a podcast i think it was and you know people were talking about uh athletes and like how how we view athletes and how you know every time an athlete gets drafted like our mindset is like bro don't you want to be the greatest to ever do it like don't you want to be right don't you want to be you know the next michael jordan don't you want to be the next peyton man and tom brady like why why are you not committing yourself to the game hustling like that right uh, and the uh, the guy was saying like he was like l- overhearing uh, another like an athlete talk to talking to somebody about it because um, they were getting questioned at like oh, like how do you feel when people say like don't you want to be the greatest ever do it he's like bro he's like the athlete was like bro do you guys like I I had to ask him do you get dressed and go into Verizon and say I'm going to be the best Verizon employee to ever exist in Verizon the greatest to ever do it to sell the cell phones. And I was like, no, no, it's my job. Like, I'm just going to go there and do it. It's like, exactly. That's what this is to me. Like, I don't want to be Michael Jordan. I just want to monetize this. I want, this is a job for me. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to take those, those funds and I'm going to invest them in other ways. Right. And so, um, yeah, man, it just, again, that's when it really clicked with me. I was like, oh man, this is kind of like a solopreneur, somebody who just, I'm trying to monetize the skill set. I'm not trying to be the greatest to ever do it because this is not my purpose. I'm using this as a means to, to pursue my purpose, right? So I can create profits and build legacy at the end of the day. I have a whole thought on that, but we may have to save that for, uh, for a Patreon yeah, conversation exactly. or something like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, just, just how people view athletes and why they do what they do. And like, again, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but just kind of keep you in your place, but not nah, like you put so much stock into you know, living out your dreams through me and what I do, like, I'm not here for that. Like, this is a job yep. again, just to that point, I want to be labor, but like, do you go in saying, I want to become the, some people think about becoming the CEO, but like, I want to be the best employee and the best, nah, I want to be the best I can right. be 
<laughs> right? But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be the greatest employee. Yeah, not, I'm not trying to be the. Ooh, so I'm not trying to be like, the Michael Jordan in spreadsheets, but <laughs> exactly. Like it ain't that serious. Yeah. Um, but that that also gets me thinking. Um, I know what's on my AB, uh, but I also started thinking. I don't know if you heard this. Um, Kirk Curvesheet, you know, was making some comments because it's bowl season. We're getting ready for by the time this drops, the national championship would have already been played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's there's athletes that it's it's been happening over the last few years, but it's becoming more common are opting out of bowl games. Oh yeah, to go to and the just a difference exactly mm-hmm. no of, of athletes who go to the college to really immerse themselves in that environment and take advantage of everything that it is uh, and and that it comes with it um, in positive ways as well. But as opposed to the athlete that this it's, this is a business decision. Like I know I'm especially for football. I'm going to go play play for three years. I'm out. I'm going to the league and that's it. Like there's not necessarily a strong tie or love affair with this school, Um, but things are changing. Just because, and we know, man, college sports is is a huge business. Um, and again, it's all about making business decisions, which kind of gets us to, again, getting back to, to A.B., uh, Antonio Brown, and just the situation that happened over this past weekend. Um, still not quite 100% sure of the conversations that led up to this. We have our own thoughts on that. Um, but obviously, whatever was said, whatever transpired, this was the tipping point. We do know that there's been some friction mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. last, I think, few weeks For now, sure. um, with AB and the coaching staff and stuff like that. Um, and this just happened to be the tipping point. So for any of our folks out there that are not sports fans or football NFL fans, uh, Antonio Brown's a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would think you know Tom Brady. He's a wide receiver for that team. They just won the Super Bowl. Have a strong shot to win the Super Bowl again this year. Uh, and for whatever reasons, was pissed off. And I think this was right after halftime in the third quarter. <laughs> kind of has a fit, takes off his his shoulder pads, throws them down onto the uh, onto the bench, takes off his shirt, throws that into the stands. Before that happened, one of his teammates tried to you know talk to him, but he was like, nah, I guess I'm not having it. Um, kind of jogged through the end zone, did some like <laughs> jumping, jumping jacks. jacks, gave the peace sign, and was Ow. out. Bro, tell me. So basically, quit during break. Yo, did you... not essentially because halftime was just about over, but but basically at the middle of like the game, break. I'm done. Yeah, like quit yes, after break. I'm done. He clocked back in after break and said, eh, "I'm just not going to log in and do the rest of the work, though. I'm out." Yes. Uh, and tell me, I know you may. Did you see the picture of him waiting outside of the Jet Stadium after that fully clothed for the Uber that he called? <laughs> Bro was sitting there waiting for the Uber while they're playing the game. It's the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> the reports are, I don't know if he was serious in this, but he asked, I don't know, like the state troopers or whatever that were there in the stadium, like, can can they give him a ride to the airport? <laughs> and they were like, bro, like, you don't even have your ID on you. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think that if that truly did happen, maybe he was just joking, you know, <laughs> but um, it yes, the whole situation, <laughs> sad in some ways, uh, funny in other ways. Um, but, you know, I, I guess the question is, right, you know, when you think about somebody who seemingly has it all, you know, um, in perspective to others and such, you know, how do you do that? How do you just, and I believe he was, there was opportunities with maybe eight more catchers or so to get a bonus of like a million dollars. So there's a million dollars at stake. Um, that close. Yeah. Not just a million dollars, 
But also, again, the very strong possibility the of them winning another Super Bowl, going back to back, which is history, getting the ring. It would have been his There's third. more money that comes. Yeah, with that. It would have been his yeah. third because he won one with uh, Pittsburgh and then he just won one with them last year. Yeah. Uh, but then there's more money that comes yep. with that when you when you when you win a Super Bowl, right? And endorsements and all that other kind of stuff. So, um, you know, how do you how do you leave that? You know, how do you just exit out of that opportunity and kind of leave money on the door? But to your point, uh, what we were getting at is how athletes, uh, if they have the right people around them, if if they do the research, if they're smart enough in that respects to set themselves up that it's not just about this sport. This is a skill. Yeah, maybe I love basketball, football, but I don't love it to that extent because mm-hmm. it is a job. And I'm going to use this skill set that I have to set other things up for me in my life, to create other businesses, be an entrepreneur myself, um, that if I don't play football or basketball, whatever that sport is, like I'm okay. Because yeah, hopefully, I, especially someone like AB, I've already made millions of dollars, but I've also used that to set myself up to be able to have other things that are con- continue to drive me revenue, even if I'm not getting a paycheck from an NFL team. Yeah, well, I think honestly, at on its face, like this is the epitome of what financial freedom looks like. Like, like yeah, I know, facts. I know that we may not necessarily like the delivery per se, or some of us may have different perspectives about the delivery. Like, oh man, you let team down, da 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 da. Yeah, may have others who find it hilarious. Like, yes, he, you know, um, I would, I would love for me to be able to leave my job in that type of fashion. You know what I mean? Where it's like, all right, I'm done with this, f y'all. I ain't dealing with it, and just bounce. But that's literally what financial freedom really looks like when we talk about, like, as an entrepreneur, the things that we aspire to build. We want to be in a position where we can be the steward of our time. And we can ensure that the things that we're actively participating in or pursuing align with our purpose, period. Now, uh, again, the, the reports there's, there's varying reports, but you know, you hear that, you know, part of the friction may have come from the, the a disagreement around his health and was he healthy enough mm-hmm. to actually play or not. And mind you, he hadn't practiced all week um, at all. And so them asking him to get in the game and him saying, no, I'm not going in because I'm not healthy. Right. Well, think about the the decisions that had to be made over his extensive career prior to that to put him in that position where he can make a decision solely based on his health and what's in the best interest of him and not be concerned mm-hmm. about what he may potentially be giving up financially. Because if you, if you look at the other end of that coin and maybe that conversation is being held with the rookie version of Antonio Brown, who was a six round draft pick, right? Out of um, a small school, undersized wide receiver. Nobody knew if he was going to be good or anything like that. And now the team is coming to you and they're saying, Hey, we need you to get in the game. And even if you're not at a hundred percent, you may do it because of having to make that decision. Well, man, I'm not in a financial position to, to give up on this. I'm not in a position for my family to be able to say no. And so I have to make a sacrifice or compromise on potentially my health, right. To be in that situation. And so I would say, um, furthermore, right. It's, it also shows that there were some smart decisions that were made along the way in terms of how he took the money he was able to generate from, from monetizing his skill at running routes, catching balls, um, arguably, you know, had one of the greatest, like three, four year runs of a wide receiver ever mm-hmm. consecutive seasons over a hundred yard catch it, a uh, hundred, um, a hundred catches and, you know, a thousand yards. And like, he was balling, balling, balling. Right. Well, he was a good steward 
of his money because then he parlayed that into other investments. There's, you know, not just um, how he monetized his image, right? When it comes to um, endorsement deals, but you know, um, you know, he's known for um, having invested heavily in like real estate in the South Florida area where he's from, he's from Miami and stuff like that. Right. And so when you have these multiple streams of income and you've started to set up yourself for, um, you know, uh, a way to, to monetize in your purpose, as opposed to just monetizing your skill set. Well, now, you know, the chessboard looks a little bit different, right? The negotiating mm-hmm. table is a little bit different. And now you can have the confidence to have those conversations and say, bro, I don't even care. I need eight more catches to get a million dollars. That means nothing to me in the grand scheme of things. It's not worth my health. It's not worth my sanity. It's not worth how I'm feeling right now. I'm out. Right. And be able to be firm in that decision and be firm in that purpose. And so I would say, honestly, for for our entrepreneurs out there, um, for me, the biggest lesson is, man, that's like this is what financial freedom truly means or looks like. It's the ability to choose where your time is spent, what activities you partake, partake in and what truly aligns with your purpose and what doesn't. And if it doesn't feed those things, going back to what you shared about the why's and is the why strong enough, then you can confidently not do it and not worry about sacrificing the long-term financial stability or success for you, your business, your family, because you've made the right decisions along the way, right? You've built Mm -hmm. it properly along the way. As you were saying that, you know, and thinking about, again, his investments and and, and different uh, monetization opportunities, uh, you know, we've had conversations about BitClout, uh, a decentralized social media platform, which is now called, they actually changed the name to DSO. Uh, but it reminded me, AB's been on this platform, or at least him and his team have been on this platform representing him for a good four or five months now. Uh, and just going back and checking, you'd have to do your research out there, guys, again, getting into kind of cryptocurrency and all that type of stuff. But essentially on this platform, you have a, a coin, right? So his coin is worth almost $1,400 right now. Uh, But again, my whole point in that is just you're using, you've used your skills, right? And this brand that you've built to be able to monetize yourself in other ways that you have that financial freedom. The, the one point that, that I, I want to make, and this is specifically for our entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs that are still in that nine to five, right? And Again, being uncompromising in your finances and, and what you do, and that might be difficult in in how you go about doing that. But if you know overall, like my purpose, part of that is to be an entrepreneur and to provide this this service, this product, whatever it is to people out there and make a difference in their lives. The more you are uncompromising in how you make decisions with your finances that allow you to maybe get to that point sooner. Cause a lot of times, well, I have this nine to five. Well, I got bills. I got kids. I got, you know, I have debt. I will get off the debt, mm-hmm. you know, be uncompromising in making the decisions that you need to make. And, and, you know, maybe getting away from some of the leisurely things that you do. Um, maybe, you know, you're, you're just taking those steps to ensure that, all right, now, I've, I've removed some of these roadblocks. I've saved, you know, three months, six months of expenses to where I don't feel like I'm kind of chained or, or stuck 
in this corporate job that I have because I now have in, in that respect financial freedom to say, you know what, I'm good. You know, not necessary for the long run, but I'm good to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give I have a three month or six month runway to to take this this side hustle that I've been doing, the side business to the next level because I've done those things. Uh, but again, having that type of financial freedom uh, allows for that bigger financial freedom to say, you know what, I can choose who I work with. Yep. You know, I can choose the the partners that I have. I can choose the clients that I work mm. with. I can choose when I offer my services or I'm open for business or not because I've set my my business up in that way that allows me that financial freedom. Uh, and I think ultimately, as one of the things as an entrepreneur, that's what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for financial freedom, time freedom, and being able to own our schedule and those type of things. Uh, but also, you know, I've, I've accumulated, especially when we talk about building a legacy, like I've accumulated wealth to where like that's, those those things don't factor into my decisions. Mm. You know, it's not about whether we have the money or not or anything like that. I'm not talking about being super duper rich or anything like that. Know. But if you don't have debt, and even if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, which don't get me wrong, that's a very good salary. Uh, but if you don't have, maybe you're the only person that's that's the, the household income. But if you don't have debt, that's a lot of money. Now, granted, I know prices are going up, and again, that's a different story with inflation. It's just where we're at right now. Um, but having having that type of debt freedom, uh, which leads to more increased financial freedom, which just makes it easier because then you're not pressing either as an entrepreneur. Uh, it makes it easier. Again, it's just building that habit of not compromising on certain things because you feel like I have to do this. I got to take this deal or I got to work with this customer, or this client, uh, you know, or I have to do this partnership to, to get this business going or to get it to that next level. But it doesn't really fit your purpose, your, um, your values, you know, or, or again, ultimately what you're trying to obtain and, and how you're trying to get there. So no, absolutely. Um, and not to obviously, um, you know, geek out, but you're, you're absolutely right about just the importance of, uh, being uncompromising from a financial, like a financial discipline perspective and coming off that debt. Um, because it, you're right. Like, the cost of living and inflation, you know, may change. And while maybe your credit card payment or your car payment doesn't change, it's insulated from that. Your wallet share isn't, you know what I mean? So like if my car payment is, you know, 200, 300, 400, $500, um, and it used to cost me $50 to fill up my tank, but now it costs me a hundred dollars to fill up my tank. Well, that's 50 less dollars in discretionary income. And I still have mm -hmm. that debt that isn't going anywhere that I have to, you know, if I'm protecting my, you know, my credit score and the whole nine, like I have to make sure I make that payment on time. So my wallet share is impacted by those things. And the quicker I get off that debt, the more wallet share gets freed up. So no, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Um, and we're probably going to have to, you know, include on a, like a, you know, follow up for our, for our, our Patreon listeners out there. Um, talk a little bit more about, uh, bit formerly bit cloud now DSO and breaking down some mm -hmm. of those concepts a little bit more. Cause uh, yeah, the, yeah. the token at the end of the day is like the decentralized version of, or the blockchain version of like a share. Right. So like if, so if you mm -hmm. think about stock, basically what he's done is he's made himself a, a, an investable company. He's basically Correct. going IPO and he said, Hey, buy stock, a share of stock in me. 
Antonio Brown so I can monetize my likeness, my image, my notoriety, all of these things. And as people purchase, you know, tokens, i.e. shares, right? He's receiving, you know, money from that, from people investing in him and the value of, um, you know, uh, you know, his stock rising, his notoriety rising, those dividends, those payouts, the value of that token gets distributed to all of the token owners and stuff like that. So we'll have to break that down just a little bit and also maybe talk a little bit too about, uh, I know you mentioned Kirk, uh, Herb Street, you know, and, uh, some of the college football faithful being a little upset about folks making some business decisions. Um, and I've, I've also been seeing a lot of stories about how they feel about this whole entire NIL thing. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said there, especially like from an entrepreneurship perspective, like what does that mean? What are the lessons you can learn from that perspective around, again, monetizing your skill set, around ownership, around all of these things, because that's really what the NIL you know, judgment is about, you know, you have a lot of these athletes now that they're able now to have ownership over what they produce for the, for the, for the institution, how they perform on the field and reap some of the fruits of that. Um, yeah. And, name, name, image, and likeness correct. for those and that I, uh, may not. Correct. Yeah, no, I, right, yeah. Correct. Right. So um, think about, you know, if you go to, uh, you know, uh, Alabama football game, <laughs> You know, maybe a couple of years back and you saw a jersey in the, you know, the store that was, you know, $7,500 with the number two on it and have a name and they have a name on the back. But you knew number two is Derrick Henry, who's, you know, about to get the Heisman Trophy and the, like all of them people buy them number two jerseys. Derrick Henry was getting zero royalties, but he's the reason why that number two is valuable. Right. Exactly. And now with the, you know, obviously with the you know, NIL coming down, um, you know, to put the ownership back in the player's hand and there's a debate around if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing. But I think that what's true, whether regardless of how you feel about it, is that there's lessons in there as an entrepreneur around ownership, around the importance of your brand, the importance of, again, your name, your image, your likeness, and how those things represent value, not just the product that you produce. Right. And how those things can increase in value as the product you produce also becomes more valuable as well. So um, we got to be able to break that down. Um, but again, we're going to say mm-hmm. that for the Patreon. We, you know, we don't get everything for free, but we give it a lot for free and a lot of uh, a lot of golden nuggets uh, for free to our listeners. So, um, no, man, I really appreciate you breaking that down. So you know, we talked about, you know, um, you know, planning, we talked about learning something new. We talked about planning. Um being able to have the freedom, you know, the freedom of time. And we are a huge proponent of that, a huge proponent of freedom of time, financial freedom, the whole nine. Right. Um, and we talked about like the difference between goal setting and, you know, resolution. Right. Um, and, you know, you heard us mention a couple of times, we, we just went through our goal setting process um, as, as a group. Uh, and so I want to spend a little bit of time just kind of talking about that since we've mentioned it so much in the new year. And I imagine we got entrepreneurs out there that are doing the exact same thing. You're getting ready to start goal setting and say, Hey, you know, this is the new year. I got to get after it. I'm doing something different. I'm doing something more. Um, I guess, you know, thinking about like the process that we've gone through, obviously we don't have to, you know, give the full details. We may do a separate breakdown, um, again, for, our, our, our uncompromising entrepreneur community on Patreon to bring them to the inside, look at some of our goal setting processes and approaches, but Mm -hmm. like talk to talk a little bit, man, just like from your perspective, like, 
you know, the goal setting process and what should entrepreneurs really be like thinking about as they prepare to set goals this year? I know that's a space that you're really, really knowledgeable and passionate about. Like, how should I be thinking about as an entrepreneur, like my business, you know, goal setting and planning and planning properly? Like maybe I haven't been doing it the best. So like what tips can you provide me? And is there things that maybe, you know, we went through that um, you think, you know, they would value, you know, benefit from um, hearing a little bit about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, you know, that we have episodes where we're breaking down kind of our, the overall process on goal setting and, and, and things of that nature. I think one of the first things that you need to do, right. Is, and, and and we've we've transparently we've admitted there's there's data that we don't necessarily have right now that we still need to get, uh, but it's taking a look at how did we perform last year? You know what were the things that we looked to set out to do uh, over 2021 for the business and for the podcast, right? And um, did we accomplish those things? Uh, if if we did, why? What led to that success? And if you did not hit those goals. Um, why did that happen? Right. So what were some of the gaps? You know, maybe again, we talked about this earlier. What were some of the adjustments that you had to make or things that you had to pause or give up on to say, all right, um, there's reasons why we didn't hit that goal. And as as an individual, again, different circumstances in the family and all that kind of stuff, I understand why we didn't hit that particular one. Um, well, you know, we had. Uh, specific goals for launching our Patreon community. How did that go, right? You know, did we hit the numbers we wanted to hit? Um, if we did, great. If not, why didn't we? Like, you know, and, and taking the steps as we get into this year, let's do some more research. Let's keep, you know, asking questions and learning about that uh, and and continuing to improve on our processes from like a launch perspective. Um, but there was a lot of lessons that we learned even in that whole launch process itself, which we know is going to be, you know, uber valuable to us moving forward. So I think that's the first thing is taking a look back. Uh, and then, you know, you can kind of even do that start, stop, continue process. You know, what are some things that we want to stop doing? What are some things we want to continue doing? Um, and, you know, so forth, or we haven't done it yet, but we're going to start doing this for my business. Um, Again, to me, all of that gets down to making sure that does it align with my purpose? What is the vision that I have overall? And then how does that vision play out in this particular year? Um, and then once once I have kind of those things, you know, formulated in my mind. Um, all right. So what you know, what specific goals am I going to set to say that these are the things that we want to accomplish this year? Some basic ones for us. Um, we know that we want to to grow our email list. Right. Um, and we want to grow our our listenership. Right. And the amount of uh, not just downloads, that's that's an indicator. But again, more of the listenership uh, and the following that we have within our podcast. So if you listen to the podcast and you have not followed, please follow us on all of the major platforms where you're listening to this podcast. Uh, also like this episode. We appreciate that greatly. And leave us a review, especially on Spotify, because you can now leave reviews, five-star reviews for our podcast. So if you're a listener on Spotify, to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, but those are some of the goals, you know, that, that we've set out for ourselves is, you know, we want to grow in these particular numbers. We want to gain access uh, to certain numbers, uh, you know, just to let our, our audience out there know, uh, you know, there's ways to take a look at how, um, 
I forgot the term, but basically how long people are listening to the podcast, right? So what's the consumption rate of every episode, getting that type of data, which is going to help us to make, um, you know, data informed decisions. Uh, and if you're not looking at your numbers, if you don't know what your numbers are, it's going to be hard to really make again, data driven or at least data informed decisions. Um, so once I have those goals in place and I, I'm, sh I'm strong on why I want to accomplish these goals, I've, I've run through that process of thinking about what it's going to take, what sacrifices I might have to make in order to hit those goals. If I'm good with that and I've resolved Yes, I'm going to do these things to make that happen. Then, you know, you start goal chunking. Like what? So what does that look like in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four? Um, and then start breaking out those yearly goals into, you know, these separate quarters, because you may not be working on everything all at once. Mm -hmm. Some of our goals we are. Uh, some of them we're not. You know, some of the goals we have, all right, we're not going to. You know, we're not going to focus on that until quarter three uh, or for us, you know, season four, mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, season five. By the time we get to that point, um, you know, so breaking it down from that point and just kind of going through that, that goal chunking process would really be kind of that that end uh, state. Uh, and well, I say that the end state of the process, but then please be uncompromising in the action that you need to take in order to start making those things happen. And again, get the results that you're looking for. Boom. There you have it, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. And for entrepreneurs out there, wanted to make sure we at least got that component out. Cause as we've been talking about, you know, again, there's kind of this, this spirit of new year and resolution and, we know you're going through this process. And so if anything, we try to lace you with a couple of practical things that you can do in order to goal set properly, because at the end of the day, you're going to find through all out this season, we are focused on one thing only that's turning your resolutions into results. into results. And in order to do that, you got to make sure that you've, um, you've broken out your plan properly so that you can not just plan your work, but work your plan. Um, which, you know, you hear us talk about quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit, man. So mm -hmm. focus is important. Uh, so, you know, we've talked about, we've mentioned Patreon and doing certain things on Patreon. Uh, if you're a new listener, again, we thank you so much for giving us that opportunity, especially if you got to this point in the, the podcast episode, uh, riding out with us this whole time. If you're a loyal listener, you've been with us for some time uh, and you haven't joined the Patreon community, it's patreon.com forward slash uncompromising. If you haven't, and the question is why, uh, what are you waiting for? Resolve, make that resolution that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a part of this community uh, of other uncompromising entrepreneurs. We have so much uh, additional uh, content that is going to be uh, is currently there and will continue to be. Again, the visual component of the podcast, you'll be able to get there in in all of the tiers, uh, but even at the lowest level. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, our focus for success, not just the uh, the program uh, and course that we have, uh, but the challenge. Yep. You know, one of the things that we're offering in our tiers and our highest tier uh, every quarter, we're doing challenges. Right. So uh, we have some focus challenges coming up, um, some mind mapping challenges as well. in the first two quarters of the year. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, uh, be a part of the, the Zoom calls that we're going to be having uh, and live calls and such uh, and replays of our live calls and that you want to make sure that you're a part of the uncompromising uh, community on Patreon. So again, patreon.com forward slash uncompromising. We hope to see you in there soon. Uh, but yeah, we'll continue to talk about, again, goal setting uh, and other strategies, you know, that you need to put in place to help you um, 
vision because vision boarding is, is, you know, a huge thing for both of us, but how do you use vision boarding for your business? How do you use that to then set the goals, make sure that your goals are aligned with your purpose and your values. Uh, and then you goal chunk that out and put the proper steps. And if you need some assistance, maybe even a little whole handing or encouragement, again, that is what this community is all about. Yeah, man. So last thing I'll say, um, is for our listeners out there, um, we're interested in hearing like what you think, right? Um, this episode mm-hmm. is definitely a little bit of a different, you know, format. Like we called out and just sharing with you the current events that we've gotten exposed to and things that have resonated with us that tie back to some of the le- things that we've taught, learned, uh, mistakes we've made and successes we've had, um, on this journey called entrepreneurship. And, um, we're interested to hear your perspective. You know, um, you know, if you got a chance to maybe see some of these clips or some of these current events, like, what do you think? Like, how did you interpret it? Do you um, agree, disagree? Like, we want to ha- engage in a discussion. We find that having the conversation is also one of the best ways to get access to new information, right? And you mm-hmm. heard us mention before, like curiosity, um, feeding that instinct of curiosity, learning, learning, learning is the only way you can continue to stay ahead of the curve as an entrepreneur, which we are all up. Uh, out as we focus on not just pursuing our purpose, but creating profits and building the legacy that is the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, the Uncompromising Entrepreneurship Coaching Group, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Family, uh, just entrepreneurs that are about getting it and being uncompromising and getting to the bag. That's correct. Faith, family, and finances, y'all. That's what it's all about. Um, so, hey, bruh. I'm happy. I appreciate this, <laughs> um, getting this out of our system, but yeah, not good conversation as always, bro. So happy new year. I know I said that, but I definitely want to wish you and the family happy Same. new year again. And to all of our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there, happy new year to you as well. Uh, and again, until next time, God bless, God bless y'all. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.